Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Laura Jagged, and thank you for listening today to this week's podcast. This is the How to Life podcast. It's a podcast that strives to help you maneuver through your adult years armed with some instruction, some insight, some pro tips, and lots of encouragement. This is episode 74. Of all the milestones in your adult life, getting a job is one of the big ones. It can be stressful and then sometimes disappointing because it ends up not being all that you had hoped it would be. Wouldn't it be awesome, though, if you could find a job that provides you not only money, but purpose, job satisfaction, respect, and allows you freedom to do all those things that you want to do outside of your job. Well, guess what? It is possible. Most people don't know this because they only focus on getting a job first, any job, and they don't consider what they want in the other areas of their life. That is what Jet Stubbs is here to talk about today. Jet will tell you the story of how she, as an international student, had 90 days after graduation to find a job or be forced to leave the country. Pressure like that often drives us to rise to the occasion, and Jet did just that by creating a formula that led her to find her perfect job that not only allowed her to stay in the country, but fulfilled all the other things that were important in her life. She calls it the happy career formula, and she is helping hundreds of people find their own perfect job and live the life of their dreams. Stick around and learn how you can do it too. Hi, Jet. I'm really happy to have you here on the How to Life podcast. Thanks so much for joining in. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. I'm so excited to be here. Our topic today is how to effectively apply for a job. I don't think people put a lot of thought into this. Their whole only thought is, I've got to get a job, but you're going to help make it easier. Before we get into that, though, will you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and how you came to do what it is you do now? Sure. So my name is Jet Stubbs. I'm a career and business coach. And it all started for me when I had 90 days to find a job or leave the country. So I was an international student. I am originally from the Bahamas. Um, I was living in Canada. I graduated. I applied for hundreds of jobs, got zero responses. And it was the situation where I had 90 days to either find a job or leave the country. So 90 days to get a job so I could prove that I could pay my tuition so that they'd give me a letter so I could get a work permit, but I needed to get the job so that I could get the letter. So it was, it was this cycle that I was stuck in. And what I did from there was I took that 0% response rate to over 100 job applications. And I changed that to a 70% response rate to 10 job applications. And I was making a lot of rookie mistakes that a lot of people make, not just in the beginning of their careers, but throughout their entire career. I was applying to a million and one jobs instead of like really honing in the type of work that I want to do. I was creating a resume as a history of tasks that I've done instead of shifting it into solving problems for people. And I wasn't being super clear to employers and saying, this is how I help you. This is how I add value. This is why you should pay me. So I was expecting them to see the value that I added, right? You know, that's how, what we're taught. That's why we go to school. We study hard in high school, get our undergrad or our master's. And then when we're not getting the responses and it's not turning into the good job we want, 
all of a sudden we're feeling lost. And it's because learning how to sell yourself is a separately learned skill. You can have all of the skills in the world, but if you don't know how to sell yourself effectively, you won't go anywhere quickly. And then after I I got the job that I wanted, so I got that 70% response rate, um, I had a bunch of obstacles that I faced in the workplace. So I realized I didn't want just any job. Initially, when I had graduated, I was terrified that if I chose to stay, I'd be stuck in like a dead end job, living paycheck to paycheck, not knowing how to advance my career and not having the flexibility to live the life that I want. If I was living in Canada, would I be able to afford to visit my family or would it just be this cycle where I spend 10 years just struggling to tread water and never really fully swimming or getting to where I want to go? So then once I got the job that I thought I wanted, I realized I did. I really don't want just any job. I want something where I feel welcomed in the workplace, where I'm excited to do the work that I want to do, where I have flexibility. It's not just a butts in seats no matter what, because we just need to see you there each hour. Um, I want to know how you're adding value. And once you add that value to my organization, you have the flexibility to live the life that you want. You can be co- compensated well. I wanted to create that for myself. And that's when I branched out and started to grow my own business. And that's when I realized that the same principles apply to marketing yourself for a job, a freelance service, or a business. And it was really transformational because then I realized I could create so much flexibility in how I make money once I realized how to add value to people. Well, you mentioned something a little bit earlier on that I, I mean, it happened to me. I think it happens to everybody. We list our skills and we expect a potential employer to figure out our value, but really they need to be told what our value is. And it's our job to tell them how we're going to bring value to their company, how we're going to solve problems. And the reason we don't say that is because we don't know how to do that. That's one of the traps <laughs> of getting a job. You mentioned a few of them. And I want to start with that one. Let's talk about this formula that you created, the happy career formula. People, when they get a job, they're like, I just, I need to make money. And they don't put any thought into it. So they'll get a job and then they realize, I don't like this about it, or it's a dead end job. Mm -hmm. So where do we begin, Jet? Do we start with the 0% response rate? I had that experience (laughs) myself. I graduated with the degree. I put out hundreds of resume. I don't know. I got like two. And I was completely (laughs) shocked by that. And I think you were shocked also, right? So let's start there. How did you turn that around to a 70% response rate? So the first thing I did is I went to my career center. I Googled how to write a resume, but then I realized there was all of this conflicting information and they'll get like caught. You'll get caught up in the details. Oh, this formatting should be this way or it should be that way. And really you need to focus on the content. You need to narrow down what type of job you want. At first, especially when you're young and you're just starting out, when you hear terms like add value, solve problems, it's like, I don't know where to start with this. What does that mean, add value? Like what value counts? So I came up with this framework. Like I said, I didn't want just any job. That's where the happy career formula name comes from. I said I wanted a happy career. So I started off with what I wanted out of life. And that was a really bold moment for me. Because I think at this point when I did this, I had about 45 days left to find a job or I'd have to leave the country. And instead of like just continuing to apply for jobs, I said, I'm going to stop and I'm going to choose what I want out of life because I don't want any job. 
And I made a list. I wanted at least three weeks vacation, ideally more vacation. So I want to guarantee time off around the holidays because the holidays are a big time for my family. And then ideally additional time to go on vacation outside of that. And I wanted to be able to continue my education. I just completed an undergraduate degree. I wanted something that would help me fund my master's degree and give me the flexibility. So I I listed out what I wanted my life to look like, exercise, different things like that in the different areas of my life, romantic, friendships, family, travel. And I realized I wanted a career to fund my life goals. So what problems can I solve that will add value to other people that will inspire them to give me the flexibility to live this life that I wanted to live for myself? So that is the first piece, desire, what you want out of life. The second piece is your skills. So then I took stock of my skills and the value that I can add to an organization. So when you're first graduating, at least for me, when I did my undergrad and definitely after high school, I had all these things that I was interested in, but I had no idea how to turn them into a job. And for a lot of things, you just assume, like, you're not even sure if this is possible. I wasn't even sure how to turn some of the skills I had into a problem that I could solve. So I took stock and I said, these are the pros and cons from what I I studied. I liked strategy. I studied business and sociology with a certificate in community development. So let's give some context there. So I loved business strategy courses. I loved the community development courses. I loved focusing on adult education and transformation. I loved HR and training courses. And so I started typing in those words into Google and adding the word job. So first I started off with business and sociology job, and that was way too broad. There are too many areas of business, too many areas of sociology. So then I started to narrow down to some of the subtopics. I, like I said, I like the strategy piece. I like the community development piece. So I said strategy, community development, job, training, students, job. And then from there, I was able to go down this rabbit hole where I went into a place where I had no idea that certain jobs existed. I found keywords that I never knew existed. And I found this field of work called experiential education. And experiential education is working in a university environment to bridge the gap between academics and industry practical experience for youth. So you're helping them to do internships and co-ops and understand how the things that they're learning in the classroom can apply in a real world setting. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. I really want a job in this field. So that was me tying my skills to market demand. And that's the third piece of the puzzle, market demand. You need to know the problems that people are willing to pay for. So desire is the first piece. That's your wants and needs. Market demand is other people's wants and needs. We all have this tension between where we are now and where we want to be. I have this tension. You have this tension, Laura. Businesses have this tension between where they want to be now and where they ideally would be for their business growth. So Your job is to say, I'm going to help ease some of this tension for you. I'm going to give you some of the skills, qualifications, and experience. This is where that skills piece comes in to help solve a part of your problem and take you one step closer to where you want to go. And this is the formula that I use. So desire, skill, and demand. So a lot of people get stuck in a trap where they're connecting their skill to demand. And they're not considering what they want out of life and they end up unhappy professionals. You could be making six figures, seven figures, and still incredibly unhappy with your life if it's not aligned with who you are and what matters to you and the experiences you want to have on a regular basis. I like that you said align. That's one of my favorite words. (laughs) And a lot of people don't 
they don't even consider that. They don't even think about it. It's not something that's kind of, you know, in their vocabulary, and they certainly don't apply it to themselves. Was that hard for you to do that when you had 45 days to find a job? And by the way, you did it, which was important to do. Otherwise, you're just going to be, you know, repeating the same pattern that was not working. You had to actually stop and change your game plan. Very brave of you, Jet. (laughs) Thank you, Laura. So I was absolutely nervous. I wasn't sure if it was the right idea, but I figured if I was going to stay, this is what I wanted. So I need to go for it full force and I need to stop applying for any and everything because that's basically saying, I don't know what value I can add. Tell me what value I can add. And if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I can solve this problem. I can help you lose 50 pounds, but I don't know how I'm going to get you there. You're not going to trust this person, right? It's a risk to you because they're not explaining how they add value to your life. So I realized I needed to take stock of the value that I wanted added to my life from an employer and what I wanted to bring to them to solve a problem. Yeah. And it, it was scary. You're absolutely right. But you did it. And now you teach people how to do that. Now, you talked about the job search rabbit hole. I don't know how many people go to Google and put in keywords to try to find a job that aligns with them. I think a lot of people probably go to Indeed or or Monster or LinkedIn just looking for jobs that are available. Talk a little bit more about this keyword research rabbit hole. So I've used this with so many clients and it works over and over again. You just don't know what you don't know. You don't know what jobs are out there that you haven't heard of before. You don't know what business ideas are out there that you've never even considered. And if you limit yourself to a personality test or a quiz, you're limiting yourself to the results on that quiz or test. Instead, go and explore what you already like, what you're interested in, and put in things that you think would never go together, but you are absolutely passionate about. So I had a friend that I was working with recently. She studied combustion physics and had her PhD in it and then decided she didn't really want to fully work in combustion physics anymore. I've worked with a lot of PhD grads that no longer want to do anything related to their PhD. And I, I told her, okay, what, what excites you? She said she loved being outside. She really liked going and living in remote areas and camping, and she loved doing adventure sports. Um, she would love something that would allow her to travel, but she also wanted to still do research, just not be stuck behind a lab. And she was really passionate about the environment and sustainability. And when I first told her, do the job search rabbit hole, she said, there's nothing that's going to combine all these things. That's not possible. And two months later, she found this field called energy justice. She didn't trust me. She didn't believe me. So she didn't, <laughs> she didn't put in that consistent. She dragged it team. out. Exactly. <laughs> and so she found this field called energy justice. She is now building a company in the area of energy justice. It's a very new field. And she is pulling together a board of directors to support her in the growth of this company and is attracting contracts so that she can work in energy justice to create energy sustainability in remote indigenous communities within Canada. Um, she had never heard of it before, but this, this rabbit hole works over and over again. And I discover careers I've never heard of before over and over again. So it's so helpful. Combine things that you love, but you just never thought could fit together. And you could be combining some of your favorite passions into a career that's profitable. There's a, a Japanese term that means the reason for being. Ikage. I Ikage. think I'm pronouncing it right. 
The difference between my Venn diagram, which has desire, skill, demand, and then your sweet spot is in the middle, is with Akaya, it just breaks out demand into things the world is willing to pay for and things that people aren't as willing to pay for. So there are a lot of um, initiatives that are social good, nonprofit, that aren't the most lucrative if you're trying to just find a job or start a business. The average person wouldn't pay you because you're going to be going to governments and basically infrastructural bodies to get the funding for that type of work. And it's important to understand that distinction because let's say you wanted to work in that area of social good, but you also wanted to have more financial freedom. One of the things that you can do is you can do for-profit work that are things that consumers, individuals, companies are willing to pay for, and then use that to fund your not-for-profit efforts. Um, And it's important to make that distinction. So I usually when I teach my desire, skill, demand framework, it's simpler, but I I like to teach people the Akage framework too. At the end of this soul searching and some practical work as well, you have an I help statement. Talk about that. Yes. So as I mentioned before, everybody has this tension between where they are now and where they want to be. So if you want to make money, you need to take people on a journey saying, I help this type of person who is struggling with this specific problem by offering my unique skills, qualifications, experience, or a product or service I designed through my business so they can achieve a better life, a better outcome. And you need to fill in that blank. So an example I give often give for jobs is I help the Canadian government or the American government who's struggling with creating financially sustainable and equitable socialized healthcare by offering an understanding of healthcare logistics, healthcare determinants, micro and macroeconomics, and healthcare policy so we can create an equitable, accessible um, healthcare system for like a diverse and geographically dispersed population. That's a powerful statement to walk into an interview with. And the same statement works for a business as well. But it took time for you to ask yourself those questions and then come up with that statement, that mission statement, that I help statement. But once you know what that statement is and you know who you are and what you bring to the table, you're telling the employer you want me because I know exactly who I am and what I have to offer you. Exactly, Laura. And it creates such a difference in the way employers see you and the way they value you. I just did a podcast interview with one of my previous clients and he was struggling. Like his employers couldn't see him as a manager, as a leader. And then I shifted the way he was marketing himself. We crafted this I help statement. We made a resume that was a history of solving problems. And he got this new job opportunity that was 25% salary increase. And he, at that point, he was debating between three different job opportunities that were 25 to 50% salary increase. He chose the one that best aligned with him and the lifestyle that he wanted to live. And then when he entered the company, not only was he seen as someone with leadership potential, like two months into his job, when his manager was taking a leave, he was asked to step in and lead the team, even though he was the newest person on the team, because it shifted the way his old employer wasn't seeing that he can do more. And he walked into his new employer, showing them right from the beginning, I can do more. I can add value. This is how I can guarantee I can help you give me more opportunities. And I'll show you how I can fill in those gaps for you. This is an amazing formula and an amazing concept. You have some great resources to help people. 
particularly a free quiz. Talk about that quiz, please. Yeah. So if you go to my website, jetstubs.com, so that's J-E-T-T-E-S-T-U-B-B as in boy S.com, you'll find a quiz where you can learn what stage of professional growth you are in, the top three progress killers that you could be facing at this stage of growth and how you can fix each one. So if you're struggling with networking, if you're struggling with marketing yourself effectively, I break it down and I give you some video lessons that you can follow to help you solve that problem. And tell us more about you. How can we find you? How can you help guide us to know ourselves so we can get the job of our dreams? I have a podcast like you, Laura. You can find me at Happy Career Formula with Jet Stubbs. And if you are checking out my podcast, I recommend you start with episodes two and three because I took my most popular lessons that I usually teach, like an in-depth version of the desire, skill, demand framework, that happy career formula, and the breakdown of the five stages that you would go through professional growth, whether that's a job, a freelance service, and a business. And I taught the problems that people typically face. So those two, go to the happy career formula and check out episode two or three, and it will help you create growth. And you offer coaching? Yes. I offer online courses and coaching. So the podcast is a great place to start, but you can also access online courses and coaching. You can book a consultation call with me. It's absolutely free for a 30 minute consultation call on the website. Jet, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much for sharing this information. It was eye opening for me. I hope that some of you also are kind of blown away by this and will look further into Jet and all she has to offer. Jet, thanks again very much. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. I appreciate it. Learning how to identify what is important to you in life and how to present yourself to a potential company or client by telling them how you can help them solve their problems is not something that is traditionally taught in school. But the Happy Career Formula can help you get on the path of real fulfillment. Jet is happy to help you. Her website is jetstubs.com. Her system works. Save yourself some time and see what she has to offer. I will link her website in the show notes, howtolife.com slash 074. I will also link these other shows, which I think provide great info related to this episode. Episode 69, Effective Communication in the Workplace, and Episode 60, Discover Your Path and Live Life on Purpose, will also give you information to help you create your perfect job and working conditions. I also have a momonar on how to write a resume. And by the way, these links and all the Adulting 101 topics covered so far can be found on my website, howtolife.com. I hope you enjoyed this interview. I have some other great interviews queued up and ready to go for the next few months. So I hope you will join me every Tuesday, which is the day my shows go live. Thank you so much for listening today and for your continued support. If you have a chance, I would love it if you would leave a five-star rating or an awesome review if you're feeling really inspired. I would be very grateful for that. I look forward to meeting you here again next week. You can have it all. Decide what things are your non-negotiables and then create your life, your job, your relationships around that. Life is so fun. It really is fun. So don't worry so much. All is well. You got this.